Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. That, uh, that, that, uh, that the birth was an appointed time. And we see that scripture up there in Galatians 4. Uh, Paul saying, listen, when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman. It, there was a specific time that God said, that's gonna be the day of Christmas. That is gonna be Christmas. And we said, oh, Christmas is not a spiritual word. You can't find it in the Bible. I told you, get a life, get a life. Hallelujah. So I want to talk about the series about, uh, and, and wrap it around Emmanuel, God with us, because His goodness is with us. And so it's Emmanuel, God with us. Bear with me, because the Old Testament spells it with an I. New Testament spells it with an E. Some spell it with double M. Some spell it with one M. I have a problem with English. Whoever started the English language, if he makes it to heaven, I'm not sure if he will, I'm gonna have words with him and say, what a mess you made of that language, because at 63, I still can't get it right. Still can't get this English. But Emmanuel, God with us, is something that Matthew uh, chapter one to verse 23 says, look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Woo. You do not understand what it took for that to happen. Firstly, Isaiah quotes the 700 years before. He quotes it in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Now, how's that for coincidence? He says that, that he quotes it verbatim, that, and he obviously had an insight because Holy Ghost gave it to him. This, uh, this, uh, this time, you've got to understand God with us is an appointed time that you understand that I am so grateful I was born this side of the cross. Whoo, I didn't wanna be born that side of the cross because that was gonna take a whole lot more faith to keep me steady and straight. Here at least I got the Holy Ghost that helps me and comes and abides with me. And, and so if we could understand the goodness and the greatness of Christmas, we won't just say, oh, praise the Lord. No, we'll come out of our skin, ecstatic, absolutely uh, grateful, thankful, and praiseworthy to our God. So thank God for Christmas. I'm gonna say that a few times before Christmas comes here. Thank God for Christmas. It's so important to understand. If we, and I hope this series would be able to, you would see the importance, the purpose of Christmas. It's not all about just singing carols, and, and, and having carols played in every mall that you drive, uh, go to. It's, all, it's not only about the gifts and, uh, and all the decorations, even though it is great and, and it sets the stage. It's not all about the nativity scenes, whether you can put the nativity in, a, in front of a public place or not and all the, other, all the other political jargon that goes with it. And whoever gets the baby stolen out the nativity little, little scene. You understand they're putting GPSs in the baby that's in the nativity things, wherever it is, so they can track because ba baby Jesus is getting stolen all day long. It's not only about the wise men or the, the star or the, or, the sh or the shepherd. It is a lot more. And I want to take a Google Earth look. Understand that in the latest vernacular, a Google Earth look at what a Christmas is all about because we need to understand it. We're looking at the reason for Christmas, the birth of Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And it starts with why Christmas? 
Why Christmas? And I say this because we serve a holy God. You can think, oh, God, God, I gotta put this all together. We serve a holy God, that's why there is a Christmas. And I hope to unpack it. Holiness is not what God does. Holiness is who God is. And that's His makeup. The definition of holiness is His one perfect, is in goodness and righteousness. That's what He is. He's perfect in goodness and in righteousness. The scripture announced that God's, has announced God's holiness and God upholds His word. Matthew 24, 35, it's not up there because I just kind of got downloaded to me and reminded to me. You understand, I can't remember the whole Bible, but Holy Spirit reminds me of this. And it says, yeah, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will no, by no means pass away. It's, it's about God watching over His word because He's a holy God. Isaiah 66 verse 3 says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. 2 Samuel 22, 31, it says, God, His way is is perfect. The word of the Lord provi- uh, proves true. Proverbs 30 verse 5, it says, every word of God proves true. Jeremiah 1 12, I am watching over my word to perform it. Numbers 23 19, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not a human, and so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried out? carried it through. Ooh, you can go to the bank with God's word because he's a holy God. And we got to understand that's why there's Christmas because he's a holy God. He cannot, he cannot violate his own word. And that's so important that you understand it. So I want, to say, I want you to understand that with those scriptures, the stage is set, the standard is set for us to understand that we're serving a holy God and he does it right and he does it correctly. And from the scripture, have a look as we dive in to how how come Christmas came. In Genesis chapter one, verse 26, it says, then God said, "Woo!" when God starts speaking, you better start quivering because it's coming ready or not. He said, let there be light. And before even sun or stars or moon was created, light came because he said it and that settled it. He says, let us make man a human being, man, in our image, to be like us. They will, and I want you to stop there. They will, meaning, and other translations says, let them, they must. It's not saying here, we and them, or they and us, how Englishly correct you want to say it. He said, no, they He is keeping himself and the Trinity right out of this, what he's about to say, which is putting a whole different weight of authority and responsibility where we need to be aware of it. And we realize that's what happens. You said they will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the livestock and all the wild animals of the earth and the small animals and the scurrying uh, that scurry all around the ground. Verse 28, it's not up there. God blessed them, instructed them to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, to govern the earth, reign over all that was created. I abbreviated 28. But man, he was saying, we're not gonna do this. You're gonna do this. I am telling you that we're gonna do this. And so you understand that, that God is placing the full charge of man, uh, the responsibility of planet earth onto man. 
He's not sharing this. He's handing them the keys. He says, this is what you need to do. There's a dominion that's been given to a man, to man, humanity. The Holy God was talking. He was speaking. He was saying. He was declaring. He was giving the keys to humanity. You ought to understand the weight of this. Understand the weight of this. It's important note that God's word cannot be retracted. He can't come the next day and say, oh, listen, guys, I changed my mind. I, we, we're going to do this because I really don't trust you because I think maybe there's something's going to happen here. No, no. He gave the full responsibility, the full weight of it to humanity. And he says, there we go. It's like this. Val and I have been, been, been serving here with a great team, building the church and stuff. And then I say, okay, Val and I say, listen, uh, Fred and Denise, he has the keys. Yeah, Denise, you can represent. We are handing Coastal to you. All right, for the camera. This is an example, okay? This is an example. I do not want to be without a salary tomorrow morning, okay? Hallelujah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. But I am handing it and the responsibility of the spiritual vision for this church, the, uh, the, the, the growing, the, the raising, the, the reigning, the go and multiply, all that I'm handing with those keys. That's what Jesus, God did to the man. He gave it all to man to, to be responsible. Oh yeah, by the way, the $400,000 budget that we have, that's all yours now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We got to believe God for that. Hallelujah. It's exciting because we give over 20% of that away. This church is amazing. But anyway, sidetrack, sidetrack. Don't get sidetracked, right? But what did he say? You got to see the condition of it. It's been handed over. I can't come back tomorrow morning and say, okay, I'll have the keys back. No, no, no. I handed it over. God handed it over to man, gave it to man. And he said, listen, this is the license you've got. Only one thing, do not eat of that tree. And there was a reason for that because love requires you to show a response and, a, and an obedience. And so we understand. So that, to, to, to explain why Christmas we must be aware that to be legal, to influence this realm here where we call earth, it requires you to have a body and a soul and a spirit. That's why we call humans, because we are a spirit. We have a soul, a mind, our will, and emotions, and we're contained in an earth suit. Now, listen, this is where you're not updating your, 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 your profile. This is where you've got to listen because it's going to take a little bit of explaining. You've got to see that it requires a body. It requires a soul. Animals have a, a body and a, have a soul, a mind, will, and emotion. You must know that a horse has its own mind, its own will, and will go its own way. And I realize that, and that's why I don't ride horses. I don't do that. I've seen dogs have attitudes. I've seen cats have attitudes. It's all, they have a soul. I know that. They get happy and they get sad and they get real mad as well. And we've got to understand. And so here we have Satan who is now in the realm of here, but he has no legal right to here because he has no body to function and influence. So he makes a move on man. So Satan makes a move on man and becomes illegally legal by entering the serpent and uses the serpent's body. And you think, ah, oh, yeah, come on, in this Western world, you still believe that? Okay, 
reading the Bible, when he came to the, the demoniac, Jesus comes to the demoniac and he casts a legion of demons out of that and it goes into swine, animals. And the swines go off and, and drown themselves in the ocean. I don't know what they were thinking, but that's what their choice was. But I'm saying that it requires a body. In, in Africa, looking at, um, uh, speaking to uh, um, saved uh, guys that got saved from witchcraft and stuff, they talk about a hyena being highly used by the demonic world. <laughs> they look demonic, Jerry says, yeah. It's because when we were working with Ronald Bonke, he had a deliverance tent behind his stage. And it took eight of us to take this elderly native girl who only could speak Shona, who was speaking to us in a male American voice, took eight of us to apprehend her, take her to the back and get her delivered. So I understand that you can yield yourself to and allow the demonic to get involved in your world. So I just want you to be aware of that. So why did not Satan take hold of a human being there and be more persuasive? Because there were only two human beings, Adam and Eve, and they were tight with God. So that he couldn't. So he got a hold of a, a very a serpent, and so he, that's how he got involved. And and I just want to just just let you know. If you yield yourself to all sorts of um, um, alcohol, chemicals, things that uh, impair your choice, you open yourself up to demonic. I want you to don't mess with it. Going to these psychics and stuff, you're opening and you're inviting. When you're looking at your, oh, am I Cancer or am I Capricorn? That is junk and that's demonic and that's, that's the stuff that you don't open yourself up to. Don't open yourself up to that stuff because you yield yourself. So when you're out of control and, 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 and you're in a drunken stupor, anything can get into you and control you and have de- you have be demonically oppressed. And, and just example comes to me as Dave's here. I went to Haiti with Dave right in the, in the 90s. And we had a prayer meeting with the pastors at the back and there were a couple of hundred guys that we'd have a prayer meeting every morning. And then when I got back, I was miserable when I got back to, 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 to um, South Africa. And I eventually called our intercessor. I said, man, I don't know what it is. Come back from Haiti and I just can't get the victory. I am down, discouraged and everything else. She prayed with me and then she called me back. She says, Rod, did somebody pray for you? while you were there. And I remember this pastor praying in Creel for me at that, at that prayer time. And I said, yeah, this way. He says he prayed in Creel. And I'm saying yes and amen. I don't know what he's praying. Well, guess what? She said, he prayed a curse on you. And she prayed for me, delivered me. I was set free right there. I was free. I mean, it's like my, suddenly my lights came on. You got to make sure you don't yield this vessel to the works of darkness. And you may think, oh yeah, Rod, this is America. Don't be fooled. Sophisticated demons that's working here, everywhere from politicians to paupers, everybody is being used by the demonic. And so I wanna warn you. So evils deceive and agree to, 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 to the serpent's reasoning. And then Adam disobeyed. But what I say is when the obedience to Satan, uh, serpent's voice caused disobedience to God's voice. And they ate of that tree. Now, here we are talking about a holy God who said, if you eat of that tree, you should surely die. So what does a holy God have to do now? He has to watch over his word to perform it. 
You need to understand why Christmas came. You must be thankful that Christmas came. Oh, but God was one up on this lot. So it's like me giving the keys to Fred and Denise and saying, listen, Val and I feel that we need to go and help other leaders and other pastors and other churches around. Um, and, and so we leave it here. And the only thing I ask you, Fred and Denise, is keep the faith in Jesus Christ strong and central to the church. That's all I'm asking you. And Val and I come back and somebody's come in and bewitched them into some other faith or some other cult. And they are not unpersuaded to go back. Death happens in our relationship because I, the Bible says, unless two agree, we can't walk together. It's not a physical death that Jesus, God was talking about. It was a death because Adam went on to live 930 years after he ate of that tree. What happened? He died spiritually. You understand that God, God forbid, I'm just saying in a divorce situation, that relationship dies. That's the death that's talking about. God had to remove himself. He cannot be connected with that because God is holy. Understand, church? I'm feeding you with a hydrant today. You're gonna, you, there's three deaths. There's a spiritual death where there is a spiritual disconnect. That's how we, are, we need to be born again to get that spiritual birth back together again with God. You have a spiritual death. You have a physical death. Everybody understands that because we we've been to funerals. You have a physical death where this earth suit gets dropped into the ground or burnt, however you feel. And then there's an eternal death. That's what happens when you don't accept Jesus Christ and have his forgiveness. You do not have eternity promised to you. You have eternal death. You're eternally separated from God with no chance and no hope to go back on that side. You've got to make the decision while you're walking in this earth suit. Just some information I think you really would need to understand. Hallelujah. So what happens is instantaneously, Adam and Eve turn into paper. And God is fire. And fire and paper have no fellowship. You cannot fellowship because one was going to get burnt up. But hallelujah for Jesus because when your spirit of God is in man, have you ever tried this? Dads, you may try this. Ladies, if you're brave, you try this. How can fire and paper come together? Put water in the paper bag and hold it above the fire and see if the paper will burn. With the Holy Ghost in you, and then I can stand in God's presence and I will not burn. That's what happens. That's what happens. Just some useless information. Hallelujah. So that's why it says man must be born again. Must be born again. The Spirit of God must be here. The Spirit of Christ needs to come. The Spirit of life needs to come into man. God who is holy announces Christmas in Genesis. Because God has got one up on this one. And so here he is now taking a strip of Adam, Eve, and the serpent. And I'm going to pick up Genesis 3.15. It says, yeah, he's speaking to the serpent now. I will cause hostility between you and woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He, Jesus, I put Jesus there in brackets, will strike your head, which is the authority that you've, you've just illegally gained through my, my people, and you will strike his heel. I want to tell you that this same woman that you deceived, <laughs> it will provide me a body that I will inhabit legally because I'm a holy God. I will inhabit it legally. I will enter earth legally, not like you, you sniveling little serpent. 
crush your head legally, take away all power and authority, authority legally. Man, if this doesn't get your hop skipping and jumping, you'll understand, man, Christmas is, is whoo, hallelujah. You understand now God only has authority in heaven. The authority that he placed on earth in man has been handed over. It's been relinquished. And so we have the God of this world. That's why the scriptures talk about the God of this world, which is the, the, the devil and his system and his cohorts doing what he, they do. And that's why Jesus, when he came back after being a, up, in, up in heaven, having placed his blood on the mercy seat and had returned to, to, to just encourage and, and bring the great commission to us as, as, as believers, he said to them, all authority in heaven and earth. He went and he took back the keys, the authority, the keys. He took back the keys and he said, right, new order, new governance. Everything is back in order and you need to understand that. That's not the great kicker. I've got to let you know that. <laughs> For the great kicker, church, <laughs> God did some prior planning in creation. He did some prior planning because he couldn't just decide to come in to a, a, a woman's body if there were not certain things in order. <laughs> so he designed, he pre-designed woman to save mankind. Man, woman, you should be proud, man. And say, yo, he pre-designed woman to save man. Do you understand that when a child is in a mother's womb, the blood of the mother and the, and the blood of the child do not touch, do not mix. They are separated. So God said, just in case somebody comes and messes my plan up with humanity and have a relationship, I'm going to have to get back in there and redeem this. And I need to do it because I'm a holy God. I need to do this legally. So I need to know, understand that sin is in the blood. If you, talk, you read Leviticus, it talks about the sin is carried in the blood. And the bloodline comes from the male. And so you understand this. I don't know if I'm giving you the right biology lessons, but you've got to understand this. <laughs> you've got to understand that I tell you what, church, God could not have a man impregnate a woman because the bloodline of sin was carrying on. So in, when, when uh, Matthew and Luke give you the, the genealogy um, in, the, in, the, in the beginning parts of the, of the gospel, one is taking the family line and the other one's taking the bloodline. Bloodline comes to Joseph and Joseph's bloodline doesn't go in to Christ. Why? Because the Holy Spirit impregnates uh, Mary. Holy Spirit, God's seed impregnates. That's why there's this whole action against the virgin birth. You must understand this so you can stand up for your faith and say, this is why Christmas is so important. This is why the virgin birth is so important so that we can have a holy God legally come into humanity and deliver us and redeem us from sin. Because, hallelujah. So the reason is that the, because the holy God became man. He came in and says, he redeemed to save because love did that. And he wanted to do it legally because he's a holy God. He's a just God. I mustn't get ahead of myself, right? So John, in John 10, um, Jesus in John 10, 9 says, Jesus said, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. That's why I say, everybody says, oh, it's so exclusive, Jesus. No, anybody can come, which is very inclusive. 
But Jesus is the only way. There's no other person that can, can redeem us because of the sin, the thing that separates us. We cannot get into the presence of a holy God without being righteous. And we only can be righteous because of Jesus. And so we only can give, have Jesus when we accept Him as Lord and allow His, His um, um, sacrifice and that cross to, 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 to pay for the penalty of our sin, which causes a separation. I hope I'm spelling it out. So you can understand it. And obviously John 14, 6 says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father except through me. Why? Because I'm the only legal way to get to a holy God. I'm the only way. All right. Christmas, Christmas was God's divine plan. Man, he had, he had one in his back pocket. And the scripture says, had the enemies known of this plan, they would never have crucified Jesus. I thought, oh my do you understand without the birth, there wouldn't be a crucifixion. Without the crucifixion, there wouldn't be a resurrection. So I put a lot of weight on Christmas. Put a lot of weight on Christmas. Hallelujah. So the first point, God is, is holy. The next two points are far shorter because I think I've laid a good foundation for us to look at Christmas this December. So God is just. God, he's a good judge. He's a just judge. And the scripture instructs us what a good judge is because he's, he, he's laying it out in Deuteronomy because the, the uh, children of Israel were under judges then. And so he says there, judges, be perfectly fair in all your decisions and impartial in your, in your judgment. In Psalm 37, 28, it says, for the Lord loves justice. Psalm 9, 16, it says, the Lord is known for his justice. God who is holy and just hmm. must be a God that does what he says. It's important that we understand that. So God who created man, when he started talking and he says, man, work. That's a new concept. <laughs> a lot of people need to understand that. I commissioned you to work. <laughs> oh, Move on from that. Cultivate, replenish, protect, populate, subdue. He's talking. And do not eat of that tree because I have to kill you. I have to kill this relationship if you touch that tree, if you eat of that tree. Because I'm a just God. I said it, so now I have to uh, follow it through. And that's what he had to do. Somebody had to die. Somebody had to die, so God had to make a plan. Who was going to die and take our place? Why? Because love. Love was pressing against him. So death had to occur. God cannot cohabit with sin. So he cannot come into an earth suit that is in sin. But when we stand righteous in Christ, he can come. And his Holy Spirit can abide within us. That's how he can justly come. Because there has been a just, just uh, penalty being, uh, being placed upon Jesus Christ who paid for all sins past, present, and future. And anything that you're going to do, anything I have done, all that has been paid and placed upon Jesus Christ. So we got to understand that. Death must take place. And so Jesus took our death. He took our death. Better land this plane. Hallelujah. So I say thank God for Christmas. And the last thought I want to leave with you is God is love. 
So how does a holy God, a just God, and a loving God <laughs> maneuver his world and, and do all those things according to his nature? Only God can do it. <laughs> John 3.16 says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone, that's so inclusive, guys, everyone who believed in, G in him, Jesus, will not perish, but have eternal life. Church, you've got to understand that there you see holiness, justice, and love in, in a sentence that we continually quote. But you've got to understand that that's how God, God walked it. The only way I can try and unpack this is that I heard an illustration about a judge who was, who was trying this case, and the case ended where he took his, is it Gavel? Gavel, that thing that you smacked? Where's Judge Janice? That thing that you smacked. Smack on when you serve the sentence. He served the sentence and it was the death penalty on this person. Hit the gavel, put the gavel down, got out from behind his seat, took off his robe, and he said, I will serve his sentence. That's what God did for you and I. How powerful is that, church? Hebrews 12.2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, endured the beating, endured the rejection and, and all that took place. Why? Because he saw on the other side, you and I. His love for us just, just compelled him. It couldn't hold him back. I cannot be selfish and say, well, they can go to hell. He says, no, I love them too much. I have to have a rescue plan and I have planned a rescue plan and I am going to put the rescue plan into place. Because God says, if you, if, you, if you sin, you're going to die. Because the, the scripture says in Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. That's a eternal death. That's a death far away from God that you'll never be able to get back to God. That's eternal death. His love doesn't want us to die. He doesn't want us separated. He understands that we here find ourselves in sin, but it's something that happened way back then. And so that's not fair. And God says, I know, but I'm making a plan. So I can justly and in my holiness get you back. And my love has compelled me to come and rescue you. And God has given, sorted out his rescue plan. I understand that somebody has to die. So that full scripture in Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, I love that, free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Jesus, coming on being here on Christmas and being born legally. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and rescued you. Isaiah 53, fire says, but Jesus I put Jesus in there because I know what the, the, the man was writing about. And he says, but he was wounded for our, for our transgressions. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. And listen to what love does here in, in, in 53.10. It says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. The love for us so much that he would allow 
his son to go through all that so you and I can have fellowship and, and be loved by him. Now, if that doesn't get you happy, nothing on earth is gonna get you happy. I wanna tell you that, church. Nothing's gonna ha- get you. So God, our Father, who is holy, just, and loving, planned Christmas. Thank God for Christmas. That's how we get to that statement, Emmanuel, God is with us. He came because he was holy. He came because he did it legally and he gave it his all and we are 100% bought by the blood of Christ if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Oh, let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We say thank you for Christmas. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. When the time had fully come, you sent your son for us. You understand the value of your life is how much somebody would pay for you? Do you know how much Jesus paid for you? That's your value, church. That is your value. That is your worth. A holy God came and gave heaven's best because you're worth it that you are the best. He absolutely adores you. He kisses you all over. He loves us. Oh, if we understand that, church, we understand that. I don't know how we can keep still or sit still when we we hear that. To be loved by God, a holy God, an absolutely just God. Thank you, Father. So, Father, as we sit here and as we, even on on live stream, listen to the words from your scripture, my God, you so loved us that you came. You came on a rescue mission and and you got us. And for for us that have responded to this and have walked many years with this relationship, oh, I hope your faith was stirred and your faith was filled and your faith was challenged and your faith would declare His goodness and His greatness as we leave this place. But for those who have never responded and didn't even know that a holy God made a legal way to come into this world to reach us, and that it's available for anybody. So whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's what it is. No matter what you've done, past, present, anything you'll do in the future, God says, I got it covered. My son paid the price. And if that's you and you haven't responded and say yes to Jesus and invited Him and say, be my Lord, come into my life. Holy Spirit, did you come in so I can stand before a holy God and not burn because of my sin? and my regression from you. If you invite Him in, He comes. He takes residence inside you, walks with you, talks with you. I place my hand on my chest because that's your spirit man becomes alive to God. That what was separated because of what Adam and Eve did because of that. It's all changed because of Jesus. And now because we say yes to Jesus, thank you for my sins being forgiven. I become a vessel which a Holy Spirit, a Holy Spirit, come take residence. And if that's you, we as a church want to pray out loud, invite you to pray, invite you to, to, to invite Jesus into your life. Man, that's what, because Christmas is, is, is top notch. Christmas, thank God for Christmas because he, he made a way. 
So let's bow our heads and church pray out loud. Let's encourage those that need to respond to this. Allow them to, to, to pray out loud and invite Jesus into their life. And let's say, Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God, that you died on that cross for me, that now I can invite you into my life. And thank you for forgiving my sins. And thank you for making me righteous because of your obedience on a cross. I give my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 With your, heart, your head kept bowed, church. Ooh, I want to just see if anybody responded in the room. If anybody responded to Jesus in that prayer, just pop your hand up. Will you acknowledge it before those that are around? Whoa, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, today, Christmas became real to you. Christmas is a game changer. Christmas is a game changer. God bless you. God bless you. If you can't come and see me, or write me a note or text me. Tell me, hey man, I, I, I prayed with you, Pastor. I prayed with you. Because that's what Jesus wants. As I read those last scriptures in, in Ezekiel, um, Isaiah 53, it says that he was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. And by his stripes we've been made whole. Churched. There's all things he purchased on the cross. He purchased by his death. He purchased and took back those things that kill, steal, and destroy that the God of this world has, has, has bred and has caused into this fallen earth. And he said, I have made a way that you can be healed, that you can be set free. If you do not have peace, I have peace for you. Peace that this world cannot give you. My peace I leave with you. If that is you, church, today, don't leave these doors without us being able to just say a prayer with you, agree with you, and just be able to say yes and amen to God's promises for you. Church, don't leave. Hallelujah. So I'm going to invite you to stand and the musicians, if you could come up here.